Hi everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. At the full-time whistle, you're here with me, Samrin, to look back at Bayern's 1-5 victory over Bayern Nulfier Leverkusen. That was such an incredible performance, and although most of it came in the first half, I am still trying to get my breath back because it was just so complete. But first, before getting into the nitty-gritty of it, let's look at the lineups. So, Bayern started with Manuel Neuer in goal, Alfonso Davies at left-back, which is a little bit of a surprise, considering all the traveling that Davies has done. Luca Hernandez, Pamecano at the heart of defense, Nicolas Zule at right-back, Leon Goretzka, Joshua Kimmich, right in front of them, the two holding midfielders, Leroy Zane, Thomas Muller, Serge Gnabry, the three attacking midfielders, and Robert Lewandowski up front. By Leverkusen started with Lukas Radetschki in goal, Jeremy Frimpong, Kosunu, Jonathan Ta, Mitchell Bakker made up the back four, Nadim Amiri, Kareem Demirbai were the two holding midfielders, which, as I'm sure the commentators at your end pointed out too, was a little bit of a surprise given that Demirbai is a very ball-playing midfielder type and he's really not a pure holding midfielder. Amiri can work as a holding midfielder next to someone like Julian Baumgartlinger or Charles, apparently pronounced Charles Arangis, who was absent today from the game. So I don't know what was going through Gerardo Seone's mind, but I believe he thought that um, that he could go toe-to-toe with Bayern, and that's why he went with this lineup right in front of them. Musa Diaby, Florian Wirtz, Paulinho um, made up the next three. I didn't think Paulinho was a particularly smart inclusion. I have never really been the biggest fan of Paulinho and maybe seeing Karim Bellaravi in the lineup would have made me a little happier and up front they had Patrick Schick who's having a fantastic season and scored a goal even today. So, uh, the game got off to an early start for Bayern because they scored very, very early through Robert Lewandowski and the sequence of that play was absolutely beautiful. It was a Kimmich free kick with a pass to uh, Dai Upamecano, who found Robert Lewandowski, who finished expertly. Lewandowski managed to get past Ta and Kosunu and um, slot in his first goal of the day. And that's where I want to sort of start talking about frailties because... I've not been convinced by Leverkusen so far this season. I was starting to believe that they're maybe better this season than they were earlier on last season before they collapsed, of course. But Ta, Bakker, these two don't look like the safest of defenders for me. Kusunu, I'm impressed by. I like Jeremy Frimpong, but I don't know. Like The back line definitely lacks some stability when it comes to Leverkusen. And when you have two holding midfielders who are not really holding midfielders, I actually think Amiri is more of a holding midfielder than Demir by. Um, many of you might disagree with me, but it just it wasn't going to work. Uh, Leverkusen then had quite a bit of the ball, but not at any point did they look particularly threatening. When they got really close to the back line, Upamecano was there, Luca Hernandez was there, Zule and Davies both had fantastic games, and Leverkusen found it incredibly difficult to deal with Davies, which is why you saw basically nothing of Musa Diaby in the first half. And um, 
it would go on to show because Davies would set up a second for Lewandowski, which might have been Davies's goal had Lewandowski sort of not taken the ball off of Davies's foot because he had moved just enough to shoot himself and to score another spectacular goal like he did for Canada um, against Panama. But so Lewandowski got another one, two nil. Shortly, a third would arrive in famously awkward Thomas Muller fashion, where he would sort of deflect a shot from Nicolas Zule or a pass from Nicolas Zule. I'm not sure what Zule was trying to do there into goal. Muller would turn provider to set up a beautiful goal for Serge Gnabry, and in probably the best one of the match, Serge Gnabry would add his second and Bayern's fifth after. Interplay between him, Zane, Goretzka. It was it was glorious to watch. On Zane, oh man, when Zane hit the post, I I really thought if someone deserved a goal today, it was Zane. He was really good, really incredible, but missed some sitters. That header, that open header, Zane should have converted. And um, on the sidelines, Julian Nagelsmann clearly thought that Zane should have converted too. I don't think there was a bad performer on Bayern's team. I don't think there was an average performer in Bayern today. Everybody from back to front. Incredible. That first half performance was as complete as they get. And it shows what a fresh, motivated Bayern can do. Back from the international break, ready to go. It was incredible to watch. Um, Leverkusen thought they could go toe-to-toe with Bayern. It was not ever really going to happen. Uh, they switched to a sort of back five in the second half. And they prevented Bayern from scoring. But that's more down to Bayern than them because Bayern had the chances. And uh, the game was really long over by then. And Bayern started um, taking their foot off the gas a little bit. So in terms of second half substitutions, uh, the first one to come out will be Marcel Sabitzer for... Leon Goretzka, at this point, Davies had uh, already been replaced by Josef Stanisic. Stanisic, by the way, had another solid game, but a little bit of miscommunication between him and Lucas caused Bayern to concede the goal that they did from Patrick Schick, a well-taken finish. Florian Wirtz, uh, he was, for the most part, tracked down really well by Kimmich, who, by the way, had a fantastic game. But even then, he showed his talent. He played some really nice passes. Um, He's always good to watch. No one from Leverkusen's backline really takes any credit. I, it was just bad. It was just really bad. But I don't know how much of that is Leverkusen and how much of that is really Bayern. Leverkusen was not allowed to breathe throughout this entire game. And it, and it showed. And it really did. Uh, in terms of the second half, Marcel Sabitzer... As I mentioned, came on and um, he had a pretty good game overall, but the adjustment is still going on. And there were other adjustments around him, which probably made it a little more difficult. We got to see Omar Richards again. Uh, I thought for as long as he was on the pitch, he was pretty solid. We saw Nagelsmann change the system by taking off Lewandowski and Muller with Serge Gnabry. Not change the system, rather adjust the players with Serge Gnabry going up front and playing as a striker, which is interesting for me because whenever Lewandowski goes off, I expect to see Chupa Moting, but I guess Nagelsmann was trying something different with an eye on the future. And I like this about Julian Nagelsmann very much. Whenever he gets a chance to take off players, um, more often than not, he goes for it. 
Jamal Musiala also got game time today, for example. And I don't know why everyone is so anti-resting Kimmich. And it's always Gretzka who comes off. But I guess Gretzka has had a more injury-riddled career so far compared to Kimmich. And that may be the reason why. Um, uh, other than that, this was just as complete as they come. And I'm, it's just unbelievable. And if Bayern plays like they did today, it's, it's really hard to contain them. They're just fantastic to watch. And I think there was an acknowledgement from the Leverkusen fans where nobody left at halftime. The game was far over. Leverkusen heading for a historic defeat. But despite that, they stuck around because Bayern was just a pleasure to watch today. And sometimes you just have to, you just have to applaud the opposition. As far as Leverkusen is concerned, they can go forward in two ways. Either they can let their season collapse, like happened last season, fire the manager, start the cycle again. Or they can pick themselves back up and just go like, well, this was tactically wrong. This was just all wrong and we can start fresh and we can move forward. Um, they have a game against Köln coming soon after. Um, Stefan Baumgart was in the stands today and uh, as was Christoph Daum for those of you who remember. And uh, that's, going to, that's going to count. If they win that game then a lot of the pain from this game will be taken away. But there's a lot of room for improvement and Nobody in the Bundesliga quite measures up to Bayern's standard. Uh, the best way to beat Bayern maybe to try what Eintracht Frankfurt did. Bayern had plenty of chances in that game. Even today, Bayern had like 27 shots, on, shots in total on and off target. Um, but a five-man backline with four in front of them and playing counter-attacking, play, playing a counter-attacking game might be the only way to prevent Bayern from winning. But this was just. This was incredible. This was the first half was flawless. The first half is a performance that it'll not surprise me too much if it's repeated again, but that was perfection. And I got to say the defense at no point did Leverkusen really look like they were going to break through even when they had possession contrast this with last season's game against Leverkusen at the Bayerina where uh, there were a lot of chances for Leverkusen to break through and had it not been for Musa Diaby's poor decision making in that fixture Leverkusen might have actually won that game and that game would have probably finished in a draw had Yantanta not you know, been Yantanta in the last seconds of that match so just massive massive improvement and also just on Stanisic Bayern extended his contract gave him a long term contract recently and he's very solid and I like him but I want to see what his trajectory will be like and I'm sure Julian Nagelsmann sees something in training which led to this enhancement and uh, to the contract extension and um, I'm sure that there's a reason why Julian Nagelsmann prefers to sub him on and play him as right back ahead of sometimes ahead of the likes of Benjamin Pavard Benjamin Pavard of course I think was still serving out his suspension from the Ford game and uh, but it'll be interesting to see where he goes with Bayern. All right. That's it 
from me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at Bavarian FB Works at Jefferson Fenner at The Barrel Blog at Tommy Adam 71 at BFWN and more. Take care. Thank you.